Tonight, investigating allegations of foreign election meddling. The prime minister shifts his stance. Promising a point person to examine the threat. We're entrusting further work to someone impartial. And the critical details still missing as the debate deepens. A Canadian woman killed in Mexico. It's beyond tragic. Everyone's kind of in disbelief. A man in custody and a grieving family desperate for answers. Plus, thousands of dollars in damage at a Manitoba Airbnb. When we arrived on scene, it was chaos. An out-of-control house party and an urgent plea from police. CTV National News with Omar Sachedina. Good evening, everyone. Facing mounting pressure to address concerns of foreign interference in Canadian elections, the Prime Minister today initiated two probes and promised a yet unnamed special rapporteur. But as CTV's senior political correspondent Glenn McGregor reports, the moves fall short of what the opposition is demanding. Under pressure to act against Chinese interference, the Prime Minister arrived with a list of new commitments. Our duty to do everything we can so that Canadians can trust our institutions. Justin Trudeau says he'll appoint a yet-to-be-named special rapporteur to examine allegations of election meddling by China and to decide whether to call an inquiry Trudeau has so far refused. We've seen a level of partisanship around this question that, for me, requires us to take a step back and to task an eminent, unimpeachable expert respected and trusted by Canadians. He is also referring the issue to a committee of parliamentarians with security clearances and for a separate study by the National Security and Intelligence Review Agency. The government will move ahead with a registry of foreign agents and create a special division within Public Safety Canada to track foreign interference. None of this likely to satisfy opposition leaders who have already drawn their red lines saying they want a full public inquiry now. We believe this should be nonpartisan. It should be transparent and public. We're not going to have a situation where conservatives are told that they have to be quiet about this scandal because they're sworn to secrecy. Recent media reports about election interference were based on information allegedly provided by someone with links to CSIS, Canada's spy agency. Today, the RCMP took the unusual step of confirming an active investigation of those leaks. In the first question period in two weeks, the government faced a barrage of questions. The Prime Minister needs to end the cover-up and come clean with Canadians about what he knew and when he knew it. So why is the Prime Minister so opposed? Why is he refusing to get answers for Canadians? We've put in place unprecedented steps to deal with foreign interference and will continue to do more. The government says it will name the special rapporteur in coming days, but it's unclear how long that person will need to study the issue and how long to decide whether a full inquiry is needed. Omar. A lot of questions. CTV's Glenn McGregor in Ottawa tonight, and an election will be held on Prince Edward Island next month. And Islanders will get to choose their government on April 3rd, 2023. Premier Dennis King's progressive conservatives had a majority government of dissolution with 15 of the 27 seats. British Columbia is making it harder to share intimate images without consent. 
Circulating or threatening to distribute intimate images is sexualized violence. B.C. has introduced new legislation covering pictures, videos, live streams and digitally altered media, including deep fakes. Once passed, it will create a new fast-track process to a legal decision and order people to stop distribution. And it will make it easier for minors to seek monetary damages. Carol Todd's teenage daughter Amanda died by suicide 10 years ago because of online sexual exploitation. Bad actors are lurking and preying and hunting for vulnerable victims. In 2020, StatsCan recorded an 80% increase in non-consensual incidents reported to police compared to the previous five years. But many cases aren't brought forward because of stigma. What was supposed to be a birthday celebration has turned into a Mexican murder investigation after a 23-year-old B.C. woman was found dead in Cancun. CTV's Bill Fortier on what her family is saying tonight and the Canadian suspect in custody. Promotional video shows a tropical paradise for tourists. For one B.C. woman, it's the place where a dream vacation on the Mayan Riviera became a tragedy. Local police believe she was killed. Tweeting in Spanish, a lifeless woman was found with possible marks of violence. She loved to travel, so she was really excited. Family confirmed the woman found dead is 23-year-old Kiera Agnew from Dawson Creek, B.C., originally from New Brunswick. She traveled to Mexico with her boyfriend to celebrate her 24th birthday, which would have been this coming weekend. She was charismatic and confident and just everything that you would want in a person. She had a heart of gold. She'd help anybody. Police say one man was arrested. Global Affairs Canada confirmed in a statement it is aware of the death of a Canadian citizen and the detention of another Canadian citizen in Mexico. The uh, alleged suspect was found beside her. Um... He was he was sleeping next to her. Local media reports named the person arrested as Ryan and say he had bloodstains on his hands. Families say her boyfriend has the same name, but authorities have not confirmed him or anyone else as the suspect, leaving a family desperate for answers. We want whoever did this to be held accountable because it wasn't their choice to make. She wanted to live. Tributes are coming from many who were close to Agnew. A childhood friend telling CTV News she was radiant so full of life. The Dawson Creek Credit Union, where she worked, posting, this is a devastating tragedy and loss for our community. Family are waiting for autopsy results. Then we'll start the process of bringing Agnew's body home. They've started an online fundraiser to help pay for that and funeral costs. Omar. Heartbreaking for that family, Bill. Thank you. And also in Mexico, disturbing new footage appears to show the moment four unsuspecting Americans were kidnapped by heavily armed men following a shooting. Men with assault rifles and body armor are seen dragging people into the back of a pickup truck. The victim's minivan came under fire shortly after crossing the border into the Mexican city of Matamoros. The FBI has offered a $50,000 U.S. reward. A terrifying midair attack to tell you about tonight on a United Airlines flight from L.A. to Boston. Authorities say this man, pinned down inside the plane, went into the bathroom 45 minutes before landing, broke a metal spoon, turning it into a weapon, and then tried to open an emergency exit. In a confrontation with flight attendants that followed, it's alleged he stabbed one of them in the neck three times. But fortunately, there were only minor injuries. The 33-year-old was arrested by the FBI. And that wasn't the only horrifying air scare. 
The other was on a flight from Cuba to Florida when birds collided with the plane. CTV's Washington Bureau Chief Joy Malbin on the chaos in the cabin. Videos inside the plane show the panic, passengers screaming, children crying as thick smoke filled the cabin. Please cover your mouth and nose, the flight attendant says, but some passengers said not all the oxygen masks deployed. The masks didn't went down for everybody, so some of us had to punch the, the things to, to take the masks. Explosion, a lot of smoke, we couldn't breathe. Southwest blames a bird strike to the engine causing a fire. Another hit the aircraft's nose shortly after takeoff. Flying on just one engine, the pilot forced to make an emergency landing back to Havana, Cuba. You know, bird strikes are, are not uncommon. They're actually increasing. But the bird strikes that cause this much damage are rare. Uh, as was our event. Sully Sullenberger knows more than most. A flock of Canada geese took out both engines in the Airbus he was piloting in 2009, famously gliding that plane onto the Hudson River, saving 155 lives. A few or maybe a flock of smaller birds, often they do little damage at all, maybe a few dents in the aluminum and that's about it. Uh, but this was very different. Sullenberger praises the pilot's quick action for averting a tragedy. The FAA reported more than 17,000 wildlife strikes since last year. All 147 passengers evacuated on emergency slides, scared, visibly shaken, but safe. I'm so brave. I'm proud to see my sons. Another close call in the skies. Now these incidents may be rare, but a safety review team will be taking a closer look at an FAA aviation summit next week. Omar? All right, Joy, thanks. And further west, there is no end to the misery in Southern California after a record-setting blizzard. Roads are impassable and food and medicine are in short supply. CTV's Richard Madden on the new warnings. Two cars actually uh, damaged. Another wave of snowstorms blasting through California, leaving thousands stranded without heat and power. People are getting desperate up here. It's, it's a dire situation, and it continues to get worse. I'm just eating what there is, you know, so it's getting uncomfortable. Emergency crews and first responders are helping plow more than three meters of snow that fell just in the past week. Homes remain buried, roadways blocked, Many are running desperately low on supplies. We have neighbors who are panicking. They're without, you know, food, power, heat, medications. Up north, the Sierra Nevada setting records with more than 14 meters of snowfall this season alone. This place is a disaster zone. The massive pileups are creating rolling avalanches. Cole White and his friend were rescued after being trapped on a snowy mountain for two days. We were just sinking to our hips, essentially and we could make barely any progress. In the San Bernardino Mountains, east of Los Angeles, historic snowfalls have left people stranded for days and begging for help. I mean, there's nine and 10 foot berms alongside these roads. I don't see that improving for a month. Snow collapsed the roof of one town's only grocery store. Its parking lot, now a food distribution center. Thank you. Many counties remain under a state of emergency and bracing for another storm later this week. Richard Madden, CTV News, Washington.
Police in Winnipeg are investigating a shooting that killed one teenager and left another fighting for his life. Officers were called to a home early this morning where they found two teen boys with gunshot wounds. Both victims were rushed to hospital where the 15-year-old died and a 17-year-old is now in stable condition. And it was a report of gunfire that drew police to a rental home west of Winnipeg where they discovered a violent house party that sent at least three people to hospital. Mounties described the scene as chaotic and today went public in hopes of finding more victims and suspects. Here's CTV's Manitoba Bureau Chief Jill Mackishon. Smashed and destroyed. A video on Snapchat shows the destruction. When Manitoba RCMP responded to an out-of-control party with reports of gunshots at a house west of Winnipeg. It was chaos. So there was people fleeing the scene, both on foot and in vehicle. There was still three floors worth of people inside the residence. Um, there was alcohol containers strewn everywhere. People were in need of emergency medical assistance. One teen had overdosed. Two others were severely assaulted and transported to hospital where another injured teen had already been taken. So there was just under a dozen cop cars and the fire truck and ambulance pulled up. No firearms were located. A photo released by RCMP shows a blurry, chaotic scene. Now we're saying to the public, we need your help. There was a lot of people at this party and even more who knew about it via social media. So we're asking them to come forward if they have any information. This is the second time RCMP have responded to a party like this in the past five months. Last fall, another violent party was reported north of Winnipeg hundreds of people attended when the address was shared on social media. This property is listed as a vacation rental online, an acreage. The owner who spoke with CTV through email said one person with a credit card booked the home for a maximum five people to stay overnight on Friday, February 24th. He says in that one night, at least $17,000 in damage was done and $9,000 in valuables were stolen. It's not clear how many people were at the party. The homeowner says more than 50. Police believe there could be more victims. RCMP continue to investigate. No charges have been laid. Jill Mackishon, CTV News, Rosser, Manitoba. Coming up after the break, Iran's supreme leader on the suspected poisonings of schoolgirls. Plus... Remembering Leonard Skinner's Gary Rossington. Casualties are soaring on both sides as the battle for Bakhmut in eastern Ukraine rages. Still, Ukraine's president vowed to keep fighting. This video shows the head of the Russian mercenary group Wagner, Evgeny Prigozhin, standing over what he says are Ukrainian bodies they are going to, quote, send back. But he also warned he's running low on troops and ammunition. Most of the city is obliterated with only a fraction of civilians left and trying to survive without reliable heat, water or electricity. Iran's supreme leader has weighed in on the suspected poisonings of young schoolgirls in the country, calling it unforgivable. More than a thousand girls have become sick since November with no known cause. CTV's John Venavelli Rao reports. What's been happening to schoolgirls in Iran is both deeply troubling and a mystery. So many left coughing or gasping for air. 
ambulances rushing them to hospitals. Some describe noticing a noxious odor from a burning smell or that of paint and complaining of frightening symptoms like severe numbness. Iran's supreme leader now says if the suspected poisonings are deliberate, the perpetrators should be punished by death. Over the weekend, local media said there were incidents of a mystery illness involving students in more than a dozen cities. Some girls have said they suffered from heart palpitations or felt nauseous and dizzy. Reports suggest since November, more than 1,000 schoolgirls have been affected in 25 of 31 provinces. Suspected attacks that have drawn a wave of public anger, including this weekend demonstration in Tehran. Some blame religious hardliners who might be trying to keep girls out of school. Others think it's revenge against those who joined the protests that followed the death of Masa Amini while in police custody. The possibility that girls in Iran are being possibly poisoned simply for trying to get an education is, uh, is, is shameful and it's uh, unacceptable. An Iranian official last week said the suspected poisonings were being exaggerated and were a psychological war led by the media. This doctor says he examined seven patients himself and found their respiratory systems were healthy. But officials say suspicious samples have been gathered and are being assessed at a lab. Though no results have yet been made public, and an investigation continues. John Benavalli Rouse, CTV News, Toronto. There was a massive chain reaction pileup on a South African highway today. Almost 50 cars were involved in the crash. Incredibly, no one was killed, but many people were treated for minor injuries. One witness says it all started with a truck slamming into some cars, triggering other collisions. The cathedral that has been a fixture of the Parisian cityscape for almost a thousand years now has a reopening date. Notre Dame will be open to visitors and worshippers as of December 2024. That will be more than five years after a major fire destroyed the historic structure. Still ahead, removing mountains. Why a world-famous chocolate has to drop the Matterhorn peak from its packaging. One of the world's most recognizable chocolate bars is going through a bit of an identity shift. Toblerone can no longer be dubbed Swiss chocolate after its parent company moved a portion of its production to Slovakia. Swiss labeling criteria requires the famous Matterhorn Mountain to be scrubbed from packaging. But the shape of the tasty, breakable triangles meant to mimic mountain peaks will stay the same. And no word if a koala was searching for chocolate when the animal surprised workers in southern Australia. It took a 40-minute long stroll through the store and at one point jumped onto the clerk's leg. <laughs> hey, oh yeah, yeah, okay, I don't know how to get him off, so come on. Eventually, wildlife officers arrived and took the koala away. And some sad news to tell you about from the world of classic rock. Gary Rossington, the last remaining original member of Leonard Skinner, has died at the age of 71. Rossington's unforgettable slide guitar on the southern rock anthem Freebird helped propel the Florida band to Rock and Roll Hall of Fame status. He cheated death in 1977, surviving the plane crash that killed three of his bandmates and went on to help pen one of Skinner's biggest hits, a musical response to Neil Young's Southern Man. 
The band marked Rossington's passing with a Facebook post saying, Gary is now with his Skinner brothers in heaven, playing it pretty like he always does. More music with a message after the break. The inspiring voices of the Kiev Children's Philharmonic. One of the world's most recognizable chocolate bars is going through a bit of an identity shift. Toblerone can no longer be dubbed Swiss chocolate after its parent company moved a portion of its production to Slovakia. Swiss labeling criteria requires the famous Matterhorn Mountain to be scrubbed from packaging. But the shape of the tasty, breakable triangles meant to mimic mountain peaks will stay the same. And no word if a koala was searching for chocolate when the animal surprised workers in southern Australia. It took a 40-minute long stroll through the store and at one point jumped onto the clerk's leg. <laughs> hey, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, I don't know how to get him off, so come on. Eventually, wildlife officers arrived and took the koala away. And some sad news to tell you about from the world of classic rock. Gary Rossington, the last remaining original member of Leonard Skinner, has died at the age of 71. Rossington's unforgettable slide guitar on the southern rock anthem Freebird helped propel the Florida band to rock and roll Hall of Fame status. He cheated death in 1977, surviving the plane crash that killed three of his bandmates and went on to help pen one of Skinner's biggest hits, a musical response to Neil Young's Southern Man. The band marked Rossington's passing with a Facebook post saying, Gary is now with his Skinner brothers in heaven, playing it pretty like he always does. More music with a message after the break. The inspiring voices of the Kiev Children's Philharmonic. 